Hello and welcome to Fundamentals, the podcast that explores pop culture one conversation at a time. I am your host, Harley. Joining me for this episode to dive into the epic anime series that is Attack on Titan, it is broadcaster and podcaster Alice Oliver. Alice was kind enough to come on the show and share with me an absolutely astounding series. It's one that has earned an incredibly high rating on IMDb, not a single episode dipping below 9 out of 10, which really is an impressive feat unto itself. And in this conversation, we get into why that is. Alice helps me understand what the reasons are for this show being so highly rated, not just by critics, but by fans around the world. It's a show that has an incredibly high concept, visceral art, incredibly epic music, and some characters that you will absolutely fall in love with. It really is a perfect storm of things that make an absolutely wonderfully entertaining show. I was really excited to sit down and chat with Alice about it. And of course, full spoilers ahead if you've not seen the show. So just bear that in mind as we go into this conversation. So without further ado, let's just get to it. This is Attack on Titan with Alice Oliver. Hello, Alice, and welcome to the Fundamentals podcast. Oh, hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And you are here with what I'm told is a very epic animated series in the form of Attack on Titan. So I would love to know, why did you want to bring this to the podcast? What was your introduction? So epic is definitely the right word. I'm glad you used that. So for me... (laughs) For me, I, I so I came across this um, maybe about 2015. I think it was just after the first season. or Sometimes they do the seasons in two parts. Maybe the first two parts of season one had come mm-hmm. out and I watched it all and I watched it all in one, in one go. And it just absolutely blew me away to the point where it's now just like it's my favorite thing in the world, like not just <laughs> pop culture. Like if you're talking like films, TV shows, books, theater, yeah. songs, anything, it's literally just my favorite thing in the whole world. So, wow. you know, having the opportunity to come on and just talk about it, that's, I'm always going to say yes to that. Amazing. So, yeah. So, what was your introduction then? Did you sort of just catch this on Netflix or something one day? So it was a bit of a funny story. So basically, um, me and my then boyfriend, now husband, were visiting one of his friends uh, down in Southampton, which is where we both went to uni. And we'd had like a great night out and that. And then the next morning, you know, we were really hung over, just sort of sitting around thinking, mm. right, we're not getting anything done today, are we? And then his friend said, right, I've got something to show you. And he puts on right. Attack on Titan, right? And literally within... <laughs> The first couple of minutes, I was just absolutely hooked. Like I couldn't believe what I was seeing and I couldn't believe how strong an emotional response I was having to it. But I'm not, I'd never really, like I was semi-familiar with anime, but I hadn't really watched much anime before this. And I Mm. definitely don't think I'd watched any anime TV shows, just seen a couple of films. So I just Mm. kind of, not dismissed it, but just thought, oh, it's not really for me. And then I saw hmm. this and it just completely, it changed my life. <laughs> it completely <laughs> changed my life, I'm telling you. And I've just been obsessed ever since. I've seen every single episode multiple times. Um, wow. Like it's just, I love reading about it. I love hearing about it. I love all the memes. I love all the songs. Like I'm just, it's just the best thing I've ever seen. Wow. High <laughs> praise indeed. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of us that are not familiar then, yeah, what, what is the premise then? What is the introduction to this show? So the introduction. So you introduced to these people who live, they live in a village. It Everything seems, it seems sort of quite poor. It seems like it could be from hundreds of years ago. Like everything's quite basic. There's no modern technology or anything. And they're just kind of going about their lives. You're introduced to these three children, uh, Eren, Mikasa and Armin. And, you know, everything just kind of, you know, they're just sort of plodding along and all this. And then suddenly these titans, these massive human-like things, they look like humans for the most part, but there's some differences that make them creepy as hell, just Mm. kind of invade their village basically and start killing everyone. And one of the titans eats Eren's mum and it's just visually it's just outstanding like it's horrifying Mm. it's huge it's impressive it's dramatic 
Like, and just from then, it is just this absolute wild roller coaster of twists and turns. It's the most brilliantly written thing I've ever experienced in my life. Like, there is no, no bit of information is useless. Everything leads somewhere. Mm. This is clearly a project, because it was manga first, but this is clearly mm. a project where the beginning and the very end were very much established to begin with. So nothing is left okay. up to chance, you know? I don't know, so... I, I love Lost, right, the TV show, but I know right. I can see where it's bad and how it's bad. And one of the main <laughs> reasons that that has flaws is because they were just making it up as they went along, you know, certain monsters, yeah. certain villains, etc. Like they didn't really know where they came from and what that was all about. But with this, you just get a real sense of the writer knew every little detail of everything before he put pen to paper. And mm -hmm. it's just the most intelligent story like the most intelligent script it looks phenomenal it sounds amazing as well like they have wonderful score and a wonderful soundtrack that goes along with it oh i could go on harley i'm telling you it's just <laughs> I, I i could honestly gush about it for ages it is literally just the best thing i've ever seen i know it's not for everyone it's quite gruesome it's quite raw like it's a lot about war and about death and about sacrifice Mm -hmm. uh, about you know propaganda and how easy it is to brainwash people into believing something with just a few of the right tricks um wow but yeah yeah gosh <laughs> okay no i'm intrigued by this because um yeah I, I guess on the surface from what you've just described as your introduction it sounds pretty simplistic right like some people might just sort of hear that and go Oh, so it's like animated Pacific Rim, you know, as, as just a reference point, for example. But it sounds like there's clearly a lot more going on than just big monster smashy smashy, you know, for however long. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's so much going on. There's so many layers and the, the way that the mysteries unfold and, you know, every episode you'll get some questions answered, but then you'll get a few more questions by the end of it. So you think, okay, well, now I know who this person is or why that's happened, but now who the heck is this guy? And yeah. just because the episodes are only 20 minutes long, right? Which just mm. isn't enough time. So every time you feel like you finally <laughs> figured something out and like you've finally been given a reward as the audience will say, like, oh yeah, I'm going to let you know who these characters are and why they're important. Then it just throws a whole bunch of new questions and new mysteries at you and it's like oh my god here we go again can't wait till the next episode so when it's mm. airing like when because we've got uh streams on crunchy roll and, and when it's in season it's sort of once a week every sunday through that whole week i'm just like what does it all mean why did this happen <laughs> what were these characters thinking and all this wow okay okay uh so it's a bit of a silly question well not really because i don't know anything about it um is it currently wrapped up then or is it still going so it's it's still going, so Ooh, we're okay. about we're but we're about to get. I think the final six episodes. I think it's six episodes they've announced. So basically, wow. the latest season, which I think was season four or series yeah. four, we were sort of approaching the end. And what I thought, I thought that was going to be the final season, and we were getting towards the sort of final episode. And I was preparing yeah. for it, and we got to the final episode, and I was like, "Well, hang on, the story's not wrapped up yet." Mm -hmm. And then they did this special announcement where it was like, "Oh, we're going to have a six-episode special that is basically like the finale to sum everything up, and that is coming in, wow. I believe, January 2023." And then oh, that'll be cool. it then, and it'll be over, and I'll be heartbroken, and I won't know what to do with my life. <laughs> so it sounds like we've got time to catch up then. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, especially if you watch it. Because because of how I experienced it for the first time, I watched the whole of season one all at once. I think it was wow. about 22 episodes at 20 minutes long. But I feel like that's okay. just the perfect way to... That for me, anyway, because that's my experience, yeah. but that was the perfect way to watch it. And I think that really fueled. My obsession with it was because I saw it all like that for the first time instead of just gotcha. one 20-minute episode. Because 20 minutes is, my gosh, it's such a short amount of time, especially when mm. you feel so engrossed in something. It just flies by. Absolutely. I mean, I did a whole run of uh, episodes a while back now at sitcoms, and there's a reason why they come in at around the half-hour, 20-minute mark. Mm. is because it just, it just sits snappy and it just draws you in. And you can, mm -hmm. you can especially nowadays in this sort of, day and age of streaming it's so easy just to sit there and be engrossed in one after the other and yeah hours and, and hours, um yeah. yeah and for a show like this and what you're describing especially if it's visually compelling and has all these amazing narrative twists and turns i can totally see how you just burn through 
probably all four series in a very short amount of time <laughs> oh easily easily and sometimes i'll have like if i've got a weekend or something i'll be like right i'll just watch the whole season again like i've, I've seen it all <laughs> right. so many times and i will probably continue to watch it yeah okay okay i like the sound of that so i, I guess picking up from there then as um i've just pulled up a little tab just to have a look at some of these main characters mm-hmm. sort of let Let's sort of have a quick look through them then. Oh, go so, on, yeah. Who we've got. Anyone that particular stand out to you? So, well, my, my favourite character is Levi. He is Levi. captain of the scouts. He's an incredible uh, soldier. He's like the best Titan killer there is. Um, the other one who really, really, you really sort of come round to is Reiner. So he is, mm. he basically starts it off, spoiler warnings, but he starts it off. <laughs> Um, you think he's with the good guys. And I, I you know what? I, I put good guys in air quotes because this whole thing mm. is about there are no good guys and bad guys. There are just two different sides, right? And they are doing what they believe in and they believe what they do for a reason. But Reiner, right. he starts off as what you think is like on the good side. But then it turns out he's like acting as a double agent with a few other people. So it turns out, oh my God, he's one of the bad guys. Didn't see that coming and all this. But then because you go on such an intense journey with him and he sort of falls into a real pit of despair, like he nearly kills himself at one point, like his journey is one of the more fascinating, I think. So now I've got to a point where he is actually one of my favorite characters and I didn't see that coming originally. So that was interesting. Hmm. I like the sound of that. It reminds me actually of um, a conversation I had uh, a little while back about uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, which I'm mm. currently working my way through. And oh, yeah. There's stuff like that as well in there of, mm-hmm. of uh, some of the main initially antagonists sort of having a bit of an arc. And mm-hmm. I got to say, I was warned ahead of time that I would I would find that really cool and be drawn to that. And I, yeah. I certainly am. So I'm glad to hear that that's also in this particular series. That's really cool. Mm. So explain to me then these these sides then. So is it is to do with when these Titans show up, then different factions kind of set up? Is that right? Basically. So there's, I mean, there's a few different. Um, so you've got who you think, are, I guess, the, we'll say the protagonists of the story, which is, yeah. so they live in somewhere called uh, Paradise. Um, and... So they're the ones who live, basically they live behind these walls. I, f- I forgot to tell you. So humanity is basically <laughs> closed in by these massive walls, right? And that's, you know, right. these Titans come in, they break the walls down and then that's how they get in. Basically they're hiding behind these walls or they think they're hiding behind these walls because the Titans have taken over the world and there is nowhere else safe to go. So wow. we meet the guys within the walls and you perceive them to be the good guys. And then when the Titans come, it turns out, Again, spoiler warnings, guys. If if you haven't seen it, you don't want to know. I'm going to go spoiler mad on this. But basically, the Titans turn up and you think that they're monsters and you think it's all just chaotic and you don't know why they're there. Maybe it's magic or whatever. Turns Mm. out they're actually humans and it turns out that humans have the ability to turn into these Titans. So then we find out about them and we find out like about their life, why they're doing this, why they're attacking these people, why they're killing these people. But then within mm. the walls, then you've got like the royal family and all the politicking and the government and that who want one thing. And then you've got the army who want another thing. But then you've got all the outside world. And, and it's just there's so many different there's so many different sides to it. But it does a really good wow. job of exploring and letting you know why each person believes what they yeah. believe and why they think the way they think. And you get a lot of flashback in this and there's a lot of like sort of time hopping. And it takes mm-hmm. you back to when the, some of these like more powerful soldiers were children and the things that happened to them that bring them to the conclusions that they've reached. Like there's one kid who turns out to be like a really, really uh, high up soldier in what who will describe as the enemies. Again, I use in air quotes, but the, the team from okay. the outside. And he has this arc where, like, he betrays his parents and he turns his parents into the authorities and then they're sentenced to death and all this. And you think, oh, my God, that's weird. That's wacky. Like, why on earth would he do that? But then you get more of his backstory and that kind of unravels as to why he came to that conclusion to actually do that. And it makes Mm. sense, like, as much as something like that can make sense. It's the way that the characters are developed and all the little details that they give you about the characters is just 
there's so much of it. Like every character is so rich and so full of history. Like that they are all their individual person. Like no character just feels like a bit of a side character. Everyone's got their arc and stuff like that. Wow. That's that's phenomenal. That actually sounds right off my street because I, I love stuff like that. I love dramas and series that unpack motivations in characters mm-hmm. rather than just having it as very straight up good guy, bad guy, Absolutely. end of story. That That sounds really cool. I like that. I mean, that's definitely what you'll get with Attack on Titan. One thing Mm. I will say is that, Mm -hmm. so the way I enjoy it is with uh, English subtitles, but in Japanese. And that is how I enjoy all my anime. That's how I watch anime. I find something quite impactful about the Japanese language. And Mm. there's something that sort of brings a lot of gravitas, I think, to the images that you're seeing on screen. I tried watching it in the English dub. I gave it about five minutes and I was like, I cannot watch this anymore because it sort of, (laughs) it takes what is quite a serious and harrowing thing and turns it into a bit of like a GI Joe sort of thing. So that's not really for me. So I would always say where possible. And I know that reading subtitles for some people just isn't an option. They do Mm. flash up very fast and, and, you know, everyone has different abilities and I get that. Um, Mm. But if you can watch it, in Japanese with the English subs, I would absolutely do it that way. I think for me personally, anyway, I just get so much more out of it that way. Okay, cool. No, I think that's a, that's a solid recommendation. But personally, I don't mind. I'm quite happy just to sit and watch them with subtitles. It's absolutely fine. Okay. I suppose as well, yeah, you get the the intended performance, as you say, from the actors and and everything, as opposed to someone else's interpretation, which might be maybe a little bit off what they were going for originally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, that's good to know. Um, well, yeah, I guess I guess in terms of that then, so I'm just trying to understand this. So it goes from people on the outside, people on the inside. They're at war with each other then. So that's one part of the story, right? So mm-hmm. all these different factions, we get to know each of them. So no one's necessarily a villain. They're just kind of different points of view. That's interesting. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Uh, in terms of the sort of the Titans themselves, then I guess do we get to know much about them, or are they mainly just kind of the behemoths or kaiju or whatever you want to call them of the of the story? So it depends what kind of Titan you are, right? So okay, for the majority of people, when they become a Titan, they get sort of forcibly turned into a Titan. They just mm. kind of become this uh, mindless like being they're they're basically just Mm. weapons of mass destruction right they just walk around and they they eat people that's how they kill people Mm. they haven't got any actual weapons they haven't got guns or anything they don't even have any clothes on but they eat people and that is how they murder people um they don't need Mm. to eat people it's not a food thing they don't have digestive Mm. organs or anything like that it is literally just uh, to be used as a weapon and for wow. the majority of Titans, that that is what happens. Um, and then that's that. And then that is them until they are killed, basically. Because the only way a Titan can... I'm pretty sure the only way a Titan can die is when they are killed. Um, right, but okay. then you've got the nine, I guess, what are they called? I think the nine sort of founding Titans or the nine main Titans, basically. So these are nine different Titans who all have different sets of powers. And mm. those Titans can move from their human form to their titan form and back again and they are coherent they can speak some of them can speak when they're in their titan form and so for them it's more it's more of a superpower because Mm. they've got the ability they they are still themselves like when they're in the titan they they control it but they are still themselves and they operate as themselves they can take instruction they can lead that sort of thing but the only thing with that is is when you obtain one of these titan superpowers which you can only obtain by eating someone who has that power you only live i think it's for 13 years so as soon as you obtain that power you've got a 13 year expiry date and so what you do is you pass those powers on to the next person onto the next soldier and you can only pass the powers on by eat basically if you eat the titan yeah if you eat the person in their who has the titan power in their human form then that's how you get the powers so it's quite it's pretty the the eating thing is is horrific like it is right. so it's graphic it's horrifying and i think mm. it's a huge part of where the kind of emotional impact comes uh, for oh, me okay. because i just i'd never seen anything like it before right okay yeah i had heard it was like quite intense it's one mm. of those not for the faint hearted kind of viewings mm-hmm. 
Huh. I hadn't thought of that, though, as adding a level of emotion to it, I have to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's just because when, when a character gets eaten, yeah. like because it's so horrifying, you just, oh my God, you just feel it. And sometimes they don't get fully eaten. There's one character, Erwin, oh. who's... Um, He's uh, the captain of the scouts, I think, and he's like a brilliant soldier. Um, but he, 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 you sort of, you think he's going to die. He gets picked up by a titan in the mouth and you think, oh my God, that's it. Owen's a goner. But all that happens is the titan bites his arm off. So then he's still going oh. and he turns up later in the show. And then that's like a, oh my God, he's still alive sort of moment. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. So it's just a show then I test that, gives you these fleshed out characters and gives you all of this big sort of dramatic deaths and everything else. I'm imagining then you find yourself getting attached to a lot of characters, but am I right in thinking that you probably shouldn't <laughs> as the show goes, because it might be that some of them just go real quick. There is a little bit of that. So in mm. one of the more recent um, episodes, so quite we're quite late on in the whole season now. But so mm. my favorite character, Levi, he gets himself into a situation where you could well think he's dead, and that wow. was a real punch in the gut for me because I was like, oh no, like he couldn't see it out to the very end. But it turns yeah. out he is okay, he is back, but he's in, he's very seriously injured, and he's not mm. a very good. He can't really be a soldier anymore because he's he's barely walking, sort of he's barely alive, sort of thing. But wow. yeah, that does happen, and you do have. And you have quite emotional responses to how the characters around those people getting eaten behave as well. So like one of the first mm. things that happens is that Eren's mum gets eaten mm. and he's obviously distraught. And even though it's so early on in the series, like you really feel that. You feel that because he saw it happen and it's yeah. just horrific. Hmm. Right. Okay. Am I right in thinking that uh, at least when they do these things, it's not, from what you said earlier, it, it's done in a way where it kind of makes narrative sense. It's not just done just for the sake of, we're just going to kill a character off just to, I don't know, get a bit of shock factor in for this week. The the way that it comes across is that everything in it makes sense. Like everything right. has a reason, every beat, every episode, every minute, everything mm -hmm. has a purpose and is all building to something and all makes sense logically within the world like they don't break any of their own rules within the world you know sometimes you can yeah. if you watch things maybe about time travel or magic or fantasy mm -hmm. sometimes they struggle to to stick to their own rules that they've written and it's like oh well i don't believe that that would happen in the world of this film or this tv show but in this yes i just you just believe everything like you believe that the characters every time the a character makes a decision or behaves in a certain way you just believe it and you totally buy it. And it's just, huh. the, the writing is just absolutely fantastic. Like it is the the huh. most well-written piece of content I've, I've ever experienced. Okay. Okay. I like the sound of that. I mean, what else do you think makes the writing work then? As, aside from sort of fleshed out characters and, and twists that make sense, what else kind of gets to you with that? I think some of the the feeding you information before things really become clear. So characters okay. will say certain things or do certain things and then it's not until maybe 10 episodes later mm. that you see the consequence of that and mm. it's just nice to know that all those things are being considered as the series progresses and that mm. almost every little thing you see it, you know it's not by accident it's not just filler it's not just oh you know oh we've got two more minutes on this episode we need to just do this mm. like everything flows into itself um, and it just leaves you feeling just so satisfied. And then when you figure things out, it's like, oh, my right. God. And that's always fun. Ah, okay. Okay. I like that. That is a very, very fine line to walk, I have to say, as, as, a, as far as writing goes and you're watching shows, that ability to kind of, I guess, foreshadow a little bit, mm -hmm. but not give it away entirely. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's a, yeah, and it's now, hard to do. And because, because I go back and watch it all the time, now, yeah. now I see things and I'm like, oh my God, look, those three characters are standing close together. And then eventually it turns out they're all going to betray the other characters yeah. and all this. And you start mm. seeing all this stuff and it's like, oh, they were telling us. They were telling us the whole time, yeah. but without really telling you. Oh, yeah. it's just, it's just the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I love it. Yeah. It's the kind of show don't tell type, mm -hmm. but done, mm -hmm. done very well, which... It's great to hear. It's really, really good. I mean, I have to say, I, I did have a brief look 
before we started chatting um, and all the IMDb and all that sort of stuff, user reviews was overwhelmingly positive, mm-hmm. I have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it kind of makes sense the more you've talked about it, especially understanding the structure and the way the characters are and, and all of that. Just, yeah, that that sounds just really good <laughs> the more the more i think about it i think i think in general it is the most well rated show of all time if you mm. according to imdb anyway it's it very doesn't high. have it mm. doesn't have like the highest rated episode so i think like breaking bad or something has got the highest rated episode of anything ever but attack on Makes titan sense. has got the most <laughs> like consistently high rated episodes like almost all of them mm. are in the nines i think maybe there's a yeah. couple that drop down into the eights but i don't I'm, like I, I wouldn't bet on it because it's just mm. so consistent and i think this comes back to having the whole already figured out before you start putting the pieces together because putting the pieces together mm. and not knowing re- really where you're going to go and where you're going to end up with the story like it just it that can really unravel a show i think and and sort of really be a bit of a letdown at the end like I was I was very sad with the way the Game of Thrones ended because I mm. so enjoyed the first few seasons of that and then it just kind of unraveled and things stopped making sense and I was just like I don't believe these character motivations anymore and mm. with you just don't get any of that in this okay yeah I did I did hear that with Game of Thrones I've, I've never really given it a chance myself but um yeah when I, I heard that I was like oh that's quite surprising <laughs> um yeah, but yeah it was a but real shame yeah I mean it was good to hear that at least with this for now <laughs> it's still doing well wow. i mean you've got a few episodes left i from what you said I, I i don't think it's gonna go badly especially if they figured out the end i mean that's quite impressive especially when if i've just double checked this i've just seen it started in 2013 is that right i think yeah that must that'll be right yeah that's crazy to have 10 years worth of storytelling figured out that's ambitious really for, well, for I, a show i think because so I haven't read the manga, so I did start reading the manga um, mm. after I got into it. So I was like, oh my God, I just need more Attack on Titan content all the time. But <laughs> I found that like some of the bigger moments, some of the more emotionally um, like strong moments just weren't hitting me as hard as when I was watching mm. the TV show. So I thought, right, I need to stop reading the manga. I need to see the whole of the TV show first. And that needs to be my first experience of this story. And then once it's finished, I'll definitely go back and read the manga because I'll need to, because I'll need to fill that hole in my life. But I have <laughs> right. heard that some people weren't super happy about how the manga ended. So oh. now, but I'm interested because... Because the way the story's gone and how it's developed, like you're never going to please everyone. Obviously, mm. everyone will have their own idea of how they want this to end. Yeah. So I'm I'm just so intrigued to see actually what happens here. How do you wrap this up? How do you bring these characters' story to a conclusion? And if they even do bring it to a proper conclusion, like mm. my biggest fear is that the whole thing ends and I've still got questions. I'll yeah. be like, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with you there. That is some of the most frustrating, I think, viewing experience you'll ever have, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's TV show or movies or anything like that. That, yeah, leaving questions unanswered, mm. definitely, definitely a big no-no for me. So I, I genuinely hope that that's not going to be the case. For oh, this. me too. Me too. <laughs> you'll you'll have I'm, to let me know. <laughs> I will. I will. But I am gonna. I'm going into it with a totally open mind and. Yeah. I will be very forgiving because it is a difficult thing to try and wrap up and I do appreciate that. So mm. I'll, I'll forgive sort of maybe if I think, oh, maybe that's not exactly how I'd like it to go. But as long as, I guess, mm. still, as long as it makes sense, as long as the decisions made by the characters feel true to those characters and mm. that, that you just sort of get a sense of fulfillment, I think that's that's what I'm after. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that makes sense. I think that's a very, uh, a very good way of looking at it and hopefully that will be exactly what you get. <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> yeah so you mentioned earlier then um another aspect of the show that works really well is the art style i mean just from mm. what i can see of some of the images here it does look absolutely stunning so yeah talk to me a bit more about that it it looks brilliant and it it's sort of so one of the main weapons that the scouts use to fight against the titans is this thing called odm gear which basically propels them into the air and they've got these massive blades that mm-hmm. they can use to to um to kill a titan you need to slice the the nape of their neck in a very specific way so this odm gear gives them the ability to do that and because of that because that is their weapon of choice 
Mm-hmm. It's the way it's animated is just so exciting. It's so dramatic. Like they're spinning through the air. They're bouncing from Titan to Titan. Like there's blood splattering all over the place. Like it's it's enabled wow. like the the characters and the visuals to just be so dramatic by doing that. And in animating it, I just, I reckon there was a real risk that it could have just looked cheesy and a bit daft. And it just mm. doesn't. Like the animation is brilliant. The colors are wonderful they're so vivid all the design of the titans looks incredible obviously this is all um based off the art style of the manga but the way they bring it to life in the tv show i just think is exquisite and then the the style just gets better and better and more refined as the show goes on um Mm. the studio who was doing the animation i believe changed um maybe like halfway through so maybe the end of season two into season three or maybe a bit late in that i'm not sure but it changed from a studio called wit to another studio called mappa and Mm. the wit studio i believe everything was hand drawn like they were hand drawing this and then Mappa came along and it went a bit more digital Uh but that for me really did improve the quality there were like tiny little details like hairs on people's head like the dust that you see in the air blood spat- spatters and all that became so mm. much more refined and so much more detailed i know a lot of people were a little bit upset because they like that um because it's more i suppose true to the manga if you are hand drawing it as opposed to, sure. to making it more digital and i totally understand that but as a visual mm. experience mapper the the digital version it just looks phenomenal and like sometimes because when they're in the forest and stuff and they're in the countryside you get like you know you know the dandelion fuzz and stuff like that would be blowing through the wind and that and you get like all the tiny little bits of detail of that and it just looks like bits of silver sort of floating through the air Mm. and then to have that to have such beauty and such finesse against these horrifying like humanoid killing machines it's just like mm. a brilliant juxtaposition and it just takes you on such an emotional roller coaster and the art style combined with the storytelling and the way it's written and mm. the delivery by the actors and the music all mm-hmm. of those things together just make for one heck of a package wow Okay, okay. Talk to me about the music as well then. Oh my God, it's so good. It's <laughs> so dramatic. It's it's like this rich, like Japanese, almost like choral, um, like military style music. Yeah, so within within the show, it's that sort of thing. And it's so dramatic. And like they have different mm. music styles for every different mood. And they use a lot of the same music as well, like throughout the episodes and you really get used to it. Um, but the theme music as well is it's all like, it's just so dramatic. Some of it takes quite a heavy metal turn and you've got some really heavy guitars in there. And then that really mm-hmm. works as well. Um, and all that paired with um, people singing in Japanese just... Yeah. It just feels huge, like it feels enormous, and it just has such an impact. And right. okay. I'll often, I'll often just be on YouTube for ages, just <laughs> watching because there's they've got live performances of people like performing the songs, like oh, the artists nice. and the musicians, and there's all this yeah. orchestral music and stuff. So I've been watching that quite a lot, and that's phenomenal as well. So even without the visuals of the TV show and just listening and watching these people play these music, it still mm. has the same impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I love that. I absolutely love um, when music or score inside a film or a TV show works so well mm. that you can just watch it separate or listen to it, I should say, separately. And it still has the same kind of impact. That's really cool. And it sounds like quite a variety of genres as well, just blended in there. It is. It is. And some of it's quite like haunting and some of it's quite beautiful and sometimes it can be a bit romantic like it really does straddle so many different things and so many different instruments are used and I'm just so grateful that they took the time to do that like they didn't need Mm. to do that they could have just had some real like bog standard motif just just playing in the background every now and then but the effort that they've gone to and again and I think this is a a lot to do with the whole show but it just Mm -hmm. reeks of effort it reeks yeah. of people working hard, of people wanting something to be the best that it can possibly be and thinking about every different little detail that makes something great and then putting it mm. all in one TV show. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, I I feel like as well that animation, my understanding, especially from having so many conversations with people, especially when it comes to animated topics, is that animation is, is one of those genres that it's, I think we take for granted 
we forget just how incredible it can be. And to your point, if a team behind it is putting in so much effort that, that the, the artists really involve, whether it's the writers, the the animators themselves, the, the musicians, whoever, are just going for it and giving their full creative attention to it, it can be some of the most stunning, um, I guess, media you can ever experience. Well, I absolutely think so. And I do think it is taken for granted. And I think people mm. dismiss it so easily. Like there's still yeah, this really weird, yeah. like leftover thing that, oh, it's for kids. Oh, it's a cartoon. It's yeah, for yeah. kids. And it's like, hang on a minute. Have you seen half this stuff? Like, especially yeah. anime as well. Like mm -hmm. it looks phenomenal. And you can do things that you would never be able to do in a live action um, right. film or TV show. Like yeah. Attack on Titan live action, I do think think i think it would look silly and i think it mm. would look weird and i just don't think you would be able to be absorbed you wouldn't be able to do half the things that they do yeah. like all this all this like flying around on odm gear and killing titans and like one of the titans is 60 feet or 60 meters tall and all this mm. that would all you would lose so much i think you would lose so much of what makes it fantastic if you tried to do it live action um but yeah i think there's a lot of still real kind of outdated negative ideas about animation and i i think mm. it's brilliant and i think anime especially like the effort that some of these guys go to to bring these stories to life is just incredible yeah yeah it's definitely one of those genres i think has takes me way 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 back to like i think the second episode of this show that i, ha I did with a friend of mine who um absolutely loves anime and, and we we're talking all about it and it's one of those genres that I think can be maligned for the reasons that you said. Like people might think, oh, it's just for kids. It's over the top. It's this, it's that. We Very sort of misguided views. Whereas the more I've talked about it and the more I've explored, and, uh, you know, even previous topics like said Avatar, Last Airbender, it's okay, sort of an anime. It's American made, but still same style. Um, all of these shows, like the one we're talking about now, it's just evidence that no, it's a really broad genre. You know, and I think when you just say, when you call something like, for example, you say, "Oh, it's anime." My understanding now of that is like, well, what do you mean? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> rather than just kind of go, "Oh yeah," like I don't know, Pokemon, you go, eh, "Is it?" Because you know, <laughs> there's Pokemon, then there's Attack on Titan, then there's mm -hmm. Avatar, then there's I don't know, Ghost in the Shell. There's um, I'm trying to think of another one, Cowboy Bebop. You know, there's, mm -hmm. and then you've got the Studio Ghibli films as an example. Like, there's there's so much that you're like. Be specific. You know, mm -hmm. when you say anime, it could be any one of these things. Yeah. And, and is it, to your is it point, like... they can be enjoyed by anyone. They're all Absolutely. they're all aimed at different audiences. Like all of those shows and movies are aimed at different people. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm with you. I don't understand the strange view that some people still hold towards this genre. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like you say, it, it, it encompasses so much. Like, is mm. it anime sci-fi? Is it anime horror? Yeah. Is it anime kids? Yeah. Is it anime adventure or fantasy? Like, right. it's not. It's not enough to just say, "Oh yeah, it's anime," because it's that's not that. I need more detail than that. Like, what am I going to be seeing? Am I about to have my life changed? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I, I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. I want to pick up on a thread uh, about adapting shows like this to a live format because there does seem to be a bit of a trend in the last few years of particularly streaming studios i think trying to pick up popular anime uh shows and yeah it's usually shows sometimes films and trying to adapt them into live action i mean what what do you think about that into like live action like well, I, say, I mean, like, I mean like yeah like like um i just off the top of my head like i know cowboy beatbox had one i know ghost in the shell had one Oh, that's and, true. Yeah, and I think Death Note was another one. Like, there's a, there's a very oh, popular yeah. shows yeah. that all of a sudden it's like, oh, we've cast people and we're doing it, yeah, with with real actors, and you just sort of go, why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. So it's it's not something that I personally am a fan of. Like, mm. I appreciate if there is a market for that, if people do like that. I do. Mm. My feeling is that it's a way to try and grab say that non-anime audience right. and to get them interested but i think mm. a lot of the things only work because it's anime and if you go back yeah. even further they really only initially worked because it was manga because you know it was it was yeah. pictures in a book sort of thing right um so i just i i don't 
personally, I haven't seen it translated well. I think mm. I gave, I, now that you say about the Death Note thing, I'm like, oh yeah, that did, that did have a thing, didn't it? And I think we tried watching it and I just couldn't because mm. there's just, it's, there's something, I know I've already touched on it a bit there, but the, mm. the creativity you have with the anime style yeah. and how fantastical you can make things look, mm-hmm. like you just limit yourself as soon as you bring that into like a live action sort right. of realm. Um, so I haven't seen it successfully done myself and I don't think it's being done for the right reasons. I mean, I don't know if anything gets created anymore for the right reasons. It's mm. probably all just about money, but sure. it just seems, I just don't think it works. I don't think those stories work in that way. They were never intended to work in that way. Like some people yeah. are even annoyed that they're getting TV shows made of them that are, you know, animated and that they should just stay as the manga. Um, mm. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fan but appreciate that some yeah. people might be into it. Yeah, I, I kind of with you there. I, I do agree. I think that, that's kind of my issue with this. I've never seen it done well. Mm. You know, there's usually something missing. Um, I mean, like the one I, I can think of is Ghost in the Shell because I think when I heard that was coming out with Scarlett Johansson, I believe, in the lead, I thought, oh, I've, I've been meaning to watch that. So I went and just watched mm. the animated movie and was like, whoa, this is really cool. I can totally see why this is held up as one of those like classics in the genre. And then went and watched the film shortly afterwards in the cinema and just sat there going, yeah, this just isn't, it's not the same. It's mm. just missing a lot of the stuff that made the the animated things so interesting. Mm-hmm. And even some of the story bits got changed. And, and that's what I hear with Death Note and Cowboy Bebop and, and all these other things. It's like, as you say, A, you're kind of limited, I guess, in terms of what you can do and B, it already exists, so why are you trying to do it again? Like, unless you're going to do a beat for beat remake, and I know slightly tangenting off here, but like the Disney live actions get accused of this a lot of like you mm-hmm. either have to do an exact copy, in which case it's like just watch the original, yeah, or yeah. you have to change a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. and people go, well, "Why did you change it? It's really annoying." So nobody's nobody mm-hmm. seems happy. That's the thing. It's yeah. like I don't know who this is for. It's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's your point, if if okay, you want to bring in a a new audience, just get them to watch an animated film. Just mm-hmm. start them off with something that's perhaps a bit more, I don't know, straightforward or less intense to watch first, and see if they get on with it. And if they're not going to like it, then why bother trying to convince them? Why spend mm-hmm. literally millions of dollars <laughs> making something live action if they're just not going to get on board? Because they're not going to bother. They're not going to translate over, and then all the people that enjoy the sh- you know the shows and my understanding of a lot of anime shows is fans are particularly hardcore so mm-hmm. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. then make something that just completely disregards a lot of what the original was doing then you're just going to upset them so it's like nobody's winning here <laughs> you know it's it just seems like a very strange trend at the minute yeah i would i would definitely agree that there's confusion about who is this for because this isn't for the people that are already fans Right. of the show because they're yeah. never gonna you're never gonna engage with those characters in the same way it's like well i've already yeah. got i've already got the the character and the story that i'm attached to now you're showing it to me again and mm. it just feels like a really gross money grab yeah yeah it's almost it, it, it feels a little bit almost like it's insulting the artists and the people that have made it and going well you know we can do this better with cgi mm. so it's like but can you? <laughs> it was good as it was. Yeah. It's not broke. I mean, I, Don't I, fix it. I genuinely hope for for your sake and for many, many people out there, it seems that Attack on Titan stays very much as it is in its animated form and doesn't wow. do we'll that. Say. I mean, we'll I know I, I just I just remembered. I know that Avatar is getting the the remake treatment fairly soon. I mean it had a terrible movie adaptation, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. um yeah, but apparently Netflix is doing that. So I do mm-hmm. wonder if if this is being as popular as it is Attack on Titan, if one day a studio might say, Yeah, we'll give that a crack and Yeah, well, we'll, ju- we'll all we'll all sit back and cringe together. Oh gosh. <laughs> so like I've sort of heard whispers and like yeah. I've seen like the odd like trailer and stuff that is like Attack on Titan live action and it'll just be yeah. like a one minute clip of something but I don't actually know if it's genuine and if it really exists or if it's just like a fan like imagining yeah. or if it's just yeah. kind of you know just sort of testing the waters or whatever. I saw something 
And again, I don't know how true this is, but I saw something that was like Attack on Titan, the musical coming in January 2023. <laughs> and I was like, is this real? Am I being tricked here? Wow. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if that happens. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. Okay, that I kind of want to see, even if oh, it's just a gosh. train wreck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's my fear. That's my fear, but I'll give it a watch. I'll give it a go anyway, because I'm a sucker for Attack on Titan. <laughs> that gives me uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark vibes for any of my uh, fellow Spider-Man fans out there. Look it up if you haven't heard of it. Uh, anyway, yeah, so back to this, though. I'm I'm curious, with with the general success of it, then, do you think they'll ever try and do like a spin-off or something once the series is sort of wrapped up? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I think just the mm. culture and the climate that we're in now, everything gets a spin-off, everything mm. gets a remake. It, it's that sort of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if if they did do something. Maybe if they went, because a, a lot of, like I said, that there's quite a lot of flashbacks in this, and a lot of stuff that happened in the past is kind right. of the reason why things are the way they are now. So I wonder if you would get a spin-off of maybe characters in the past and then following their story, or mm. if you'd get like a side, like maybe exploring some of the side characters and then looking into sort of their life and their experience a bit deeper if that would happen. Yeah. Um, so I I have no idea, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think if if mm. something did come of it. Okay, possibly a sort of prequel type thing, maybe then. I think that would be that would be cool. I would watch mm. that if if and if it was the same studio making it because I don't know if yes. if that text sort of exists. I don't know if that manga exists. Um, okay, but I would watch an Attack on Titan prequel for sure because you get right. bits, like you get bits of what happened and you get sort of some flashes of history stuff that happened. I think two thousand years ago. Yeah. But, Okay. It would be like I'd be interested to see more of, of those stories and more from those characters potentially. Yeah. Okay. I mean, from what you said earlier, they they're kind of the heart of the story, right? They're the, mm -hmm. the ones that you come and stay for. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love it. I really love that. I mean, again, we'll we'll have to wait and see because what well, you said, January twenty twenty three, right? So I think so. I think yeah. the last thing I saw was it said winter. 2023 oh. so then immediately my brain went to well that's december then 2023 i've got another year and a half to wait but then i started mm -hmm. seeing other things that were like oh big announcement coming in january and like big things coming in january so i was like oh so they meant winter 2023 is in january winter mm. 2023 so we'll see i'm hoping if i do have to wait another year then I guess that just gives me more time to rewatch all the old stuff. So I was gonna I'll, say, I'll yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can sit down and do another rewatch within a week. <laughs> yeah, another rewatch, another one, another like one. I need anymore, how, but I can't stop. <laughs> how many times have you rewatched it? If you don't want me asking, uh, I honestly I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Like I'll I'll just I'll have moments where I get obsessed with particular seasons or particular right. sort of threads of narrative, and I'll just watch it over and over again. Um, or I think recently I did sit down and watch the whole of season four so far in a day like i've probably wow. seen every single episode i'd want to say at least four times and then yeah. maybe some a bit more than that and maybe some a bit less but i've, I've seen it all a lot all right okay okay i'm obsessed like i'm fully obsessed <laughs> hey that's that's absolutely fine this is this is what I look for on this show, you know. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> it would be a very boring show and conversation if I just brought people on who went, yeah, it's all right. It's you know? all right, don't mind. It's all a few episodes. <laughs> What's all the fuss about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't have a podcast, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I'm loving this. I think it's it sounds really cool. I mean, I've, my list of things that I need to watch is about a mile long as a result oh, of this podcast. Yeah, but. Bet. Uh, my cousin kind of mentioned this um, mm. when I said that I was going to be doing this as an episode. He perked up and told me that's like, yes, you need to watch this show. It's oh, uh, good. You know, if, oh, nice. It'd be right up your street. Yep, and God, the, the, the more that you, the more that you talk about it, the more I'm like, it does sound like something that would be right up my street. Mm -hmm. oh, I think if you, if you got on board with Avatar, yeah, which, yeah, which I'm is loving another it. sort of long. Like that's quite long. That's quite drawn out. There's quite good yeah. detail in that, like story detail and stuff, and the way the characters develop in that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not as fun as Avatar. Obviously, Avatar's no. Got it quite it, fun it sounds quite bleak. It. It's, it's pretty bleak. <laughs> that is the word. It's very bleak. It's very dark. It's horrific, um, mm. but just excellent and compelling. And if if you're into it, 
you'll be really into it. And I think yeah. you, there's potential that you may have a very strong emotional connection to it. There's potential that you'll watch it and think this is stupid. So mm. th- those those are like the two camps, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what do you think it is that gives you that strong emotional connection to it then? It's just the... I, so I do think that the Japanese language has got a lot to do with it. Like the way that that's delivered... It okay. t- comes across, obviously, to, to my British ears as being very dramatic, very authoritative. It's very impactful. Um, and with that sort of combined with the the sort of character motivations and the horror that all the characters go through. Right. And again, seeing all the characters go through their own horror and their own trauma and how they reach certain conclusions about what they think about people and what they think about the world. And having all that information, I think, allows you and, and helps you establish those emotional connections with those people. So then when bad things happen yeah. to them, you feel bad. Or when good things happen to them, you feel good and you care about them and their relationships and all this um, it's just right. the whole the whole package. I think really is built towards making you feel something, and mm. it then sustains that for the whole four seasons. Like you don't, I never got to a point with it where I was like, oh, I don't really care about this, or I don't really yeah. care about that person, or I don't really care how this turns out. Like I'm still completely and utterly hooked, even having watched it as as much as I have. Like I'm so right. hooked. It's my it's it is just my favorite thing in the whole world. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that. Um, yeah. And, and the fact that you can dive into manga and you've got other stuff that you can kind of pour over as well and other elements of it, I think is really cool. Um, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I think that the, core, the kind of core idea of drama, particularly nowadays, right? Because again, we're in streaming. Everything's, you know, quick, 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 grab my attention. To To get the combination of something that's visually striking, has all the music, all that sort of stuff that, swells up inside of you to then marry that with incredible character arcs and sort of deep emotional connections with people i think is really really cool i I do feel like that's like the perfect combination of things that you need to make a show or even a movie just work Mm -hmm. right you know um i I i'll say at the time of recording i watched the film everywhere sorry everything everywhere all at once (laughs) because i'd heard nothing but good things and good grief did that movie hit me like a ton of bricks. Like did just, it, yeah. Oh, no spoilers because no it's spoilers. on my list. It's on my list of I films won't. It's to on watch. Prime now. But it just, it just okay, made great. me think of this in terms of the same way of like, it's something that's visually incredibly striking, oh, utterly bizarre, yeah. has incredible score and mm-hmm. action and all this other stuff, but a really, really amazing, like emotional center to it. Mm. I just found myself going like, I love this. I love oh, every minute no. of this. Um, oh, great. And yeah. isn't it just amazing when you feel that about someone yeah. as well? I've had that a few times this year with different movies and shows. Um, and I feel like that's the key. It's, it's everything you're talking about, which is why now I'm even more excited to go and check this out because I will be checking this out of oh, just yes. stuff that Glad blends all these things together mm-hmm. and just makes you care. Because it, again, on the surface from what you've described at the start, I could see how very easily that could become very silly Mm-hmm. And very kind of over the top and just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's just big monster smashy smashy, like I said. Exactly. But it sounds like, no, no, there's there's way more to it than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. And I think when you describe it to people, like if you gave people a summary or if you showed them some visuals from it, like you would potentially think, oh, it does just look silly. And yeah. like, oh, I don't get this. Like, I don't get what the big deal is. And I'm sure that some people watch it and they do feel that. But it was just something about it for me that it just... It was just, it's just the thing. Like it is the thing yeah. on this planet that I <laughs> I connect to and that I love more than anything else. And I've tried to sort of explain it to you and describe it to you, but I just, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, it's it's ineffable almost. Like I just, right. it, it is just my thing. It is like someone went in my brain, thought, right, what is the perfect thing that we can create that is going to make her love this? And Mm. that's what happened. And the funny thing about it is that I didn't even know that this would be something that I loved. Like, I wasn't into anime beforehand. And again, if someone had just explained it to me or described it to me and been like, oh, you should watch this show on Netflix or it's about giants that eat people, I would have been like, no thanks. But because my first viewing experience of it was literally just someone going, I'm going to show you something 
put it on yeah. and then that was yeah. it. Like I had no preconceived ideas. I had no knowledge about it whatsoever. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And do you know what? I think that's the best way to go in with mm-hmm. stuff. It's something I've learned doing this podcast is to be more open-minded mm-hmm. to things within pop culture. It may be, I always think worst case scenario, you might put that first episode on and go, yeah, do you know what? It's not for me. And if that's the yeah. case, fine. Yeah, no, no worries. worries. But yeah. at least you tried it. And exactly. I think by being open to that, like, yeah, it's really cool. You can then stumble across your new favorite thing. And mm-hmm. I'm really like pleased to hear that that's happened for you because I, I just love it. I love it when that happens to people, whether it's music, whether it's a show film, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you've just like, yeah, one day I tried a thing and now I'm obsessed with the thing. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. And now it's it's opened me up to other anime as well. So right, I do yeah. try and watch other anime, but unfortunately nothing's quite had the same mm. impact but there are a few that i really like and there's a few that yeah. sort of i'm sticking with and that i am enjoying so that's been nice as well to explore a whole new genre of things and obviously yeah. there's quite a lot of anime out there there's like mm-hmm. a huge back mm-hmm. catalog so there's a lot for me to explore and this would have just been a completely like untapped area of entertainment that i just never would have got into otherwise yeah yeah and then i hope for someone listening you know again i hope that that's a similar journey that they're able to go on um, with either this show or any other shows, anything else we've talked about, like, again, would love to hear from people if that's the case. Mm. Um, but I just want to know, Alice, is, is there anything else you want to talk about with this show or anything that kind of leaps out? All I would say, and this is just coming from me, but if you're going to uh-huh. watch it, if you're thinking of watch it, if mm-hmm. anyone out there is thinking of watch it, if you haven't watched it, maybe mm-hmm. you watched a bit of it and it wasn't for you. Maybe go back and revisit it. I right. would... A, watch it in Japanese with the English sub if you can. In, yeah, English okay. sub. I, get, I sometimes mix up sub and dub. No, no, it's definitely the English <laughs> subtitles. Yeah. Watch yeah, it yeah. that way if you can and watch at least three episodes in a row. So set aside right. about an hour and watch all three episodes in a row because I think... I think it's more likely... I'm just, I'm just so aware that that my love for it may just be circumstantial. And because I watched the whole <laughs> season in one, I'm not expecting you to watch whole season in one. It's about 22 episodes. There are 20 minutes each. That's crazy. But if you can set aside an hour and watch the first three episodes on the bounce gotcha. in Japanese with the English sub, no interruptions. No. Yeah. I think, I think you might have a good time. Oh, I hope so. Anyway, mm. I hope so. <laughs> okay. Well, again, uh, anyone who's listening, if you do decide to take up because of this show, then, I'd say reach out to Alice, first of all. Let her know what you thought. And Oh, you... my God, I would love that. If people <laughs> want to talk to me about Attack on Titan, I have got all day. I am not even joking. Well, in that case, then, uh, where can the good people find you to talk to you about Attack on Titan and a great many other things, of course? Oh, there we are. So I am on. So I'm on all the social medias. I'm not super active, but I am there. So I'm on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. It's Alice Oliver. So I think my Twitter handle is at Alice Oliver TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do a podcast called Just Films and That. It's me and my co-host mm-hmm. Josh. So we talk about underrated and underseen films. So we're across all the social medias with that as well. So it's Just Films mm-hmm. and That. We're even on TikTok with that one, doing little videos, Ooh. trying to make you laugh. There we are, getting with the times. Um, and then I'm also, so I also work for, just got to shout this out as well, but I work for the local yep. TV network. So I will be on your local TV channel. If you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool, or the northeast of England, or in Wales, we're on local TV with Channel 7 on Freeview, Channel 188 on Sky. Support your local TV channel, guys. But I'm, I can also <laughs> be found there as well. Um, but nice. yeah, for, for any Attack on Titan related comments, do, do DM me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll put links into all of that. Um, as someone who's just recently discovered your podcast, I have to say I'm really enjoying it. So highly oh, brilliant. recommend. Oh, that's good to hear. Which which was the first episode that you heard? Which film Ooh, was it? Oh, I think I jumped on the Terminator 2 one because oh, yeah. I recently did an episode about the Terminator movies. Oh, did you? And so, yeah, and you just happened to put it out around the same time. So I was like, cool, that's a good jumping on point. And I was like, yep, 100% agree with everything they've said. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, that was our... So that was a treat for me because yes. it was my 100th episode because I, I joined the podcast a little bit later after it had been established. But that was Josh's gift to me because it's my nice. favourite film 
um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I was allowed to talk about Terminator 2 because obviously Terminator 2 is not underrated or underseen. Um, <laughs> but it was so it was just like a special one where I got to talk about that for an hour. But yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant film. It is, yeah. And it's like I say, a really fun show. I like I like the format you guys have going there. It's very easygoing and just, um, yeah, I think the idea of celebrating underrated movies is really good. I also want to give a special shout out to your Eldorado episode, which I also went and checked out because oh, it's my wife's favourite movie. Um, oh, really? Hey, yeah, that's niche, yeah, isn't it? Thought, hang oh, on good. one second. Have one of the few physical medias I oh, have. Oh, my God. Yes, that's crazy. I can't remember really... the last time I saw a DVD. <laughs> I know. We've got a few. We've got a couple of Blu-rays and DVDs here. And yeah, it's one I absolutely love. And I know Russell from um, Not Just For Kids is also a big fan. And we've we've bonded over that as well. So hey, Russell, if you're oh, listening. Um, hey, Russell. Yeah, yeah it's all about, because it, it is all about that celebration. It's about looking yeah. at these films that either the critics don't like or that people haven't seen. Yes. And it just sort of morphed into that as well, because at first it was just like, oh yeah, we'll just kind of talk about underrated and underseen films and then it was like mm-hmm. the, the more you do it and the more you see film like some films yeah. that just get such a rough time and you just think oh, that's yeah. not justified it's like there's still no. a whole team of people that worked on that like people put their money into this you know sacrifice so much so we just yeah. we try and find the good in everything and to be balanced you know we do find the bad and that you know we mm-hmm. we do make sure that we highlight the flaws in certain films, but the overwhelming yeah. feeling is that it's we celebrate all films. <laughs> I think that's a really good idea. I mean, I'll say now, my my favorite movie of all time is the Blade Runner sequel, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And really, that, yes, Whoa, that's that's left field. That I know. Hard. Not I, even the original Blade Runner. That's well, crazy. I love original, but that yeah. sequel just hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, really? Yeah. I'm doing all the shout outs now, but a shout out to. Um, Rich and Dave over at Unequal Sequel, who were very kind to let me come on for a, an episode and rant about a great many things. And that was one of them. Um, oh, and wow. I feel like it's, it definitely fits in the category of underrated movie because very much like its predecessor, Blade Runner, it was a movie that came out and for some reason, like nobody saw it. Mm-hmm. But it's phenomenal. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I, I do feel that happens quite a lot. You get movies that come out that are just absolutely spectacular. But for whatever reason, just nobody sees them or nobody hears about them. And you think, oh, it's gutting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that there's a, a podcast out there. You guys get to give these movies a bit of praise and lift them up. And hopefully people listening to your podcast will then discover new stuff as they go along. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you were going to come and be mm. a guest on your own podcast, would you talk about the Blade Runner I sequel? would love to. I could talk about is, that all Is that your day. thing? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I mean, yeah, it's one of the many things that I'm absolutely obsessed with, uh, and that, yeah, absolutely, I would love the opportunity to talk even more about it on another. That's podcast. interesting because I have seen it, but I'll be honest, I don't really remember it like a great deal. So I wonder if <laughs> I just fair. need to watch it again that's and fair. pay attention. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention; I was distracted by something. But because you've had mm-hmm. such an emotional response, maybe I'll go back. I'll, I'll put it on my list of films. I'll go back and give it a go and see, right, what is Harley talking about? Why does he love this? Fair, fair. Okay, well, I'll, uh, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Alice, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I've had an absolute blast. Anytime anyone wants me to talk about Attack on Titan, I am more than happy to do that. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, your details will be in the show notes. So if people want to jump in and talk to you on person, then I highly recommend that they do. Brilliant. Thank you so much. No, thank you. And there we have it. Thank you so much, Alice, for coming onto the podcast and sharing your love of this epic anime series. I hope you guys listening really enjoyed this episode. Make sure you go and check out Alice's podcast and TV appearances. I've put links in the show notes where you can go and check that out. As I said at the end of that episode, I've been enjoying just films and that, and I think you guys would really enjoy it too. So once again, head into the show notes where you can go and find that on your favourite podcatcher. And of course, you should reach out to Alice, let her know what you think of the show. If you enjoy Attack on Titan, then why not jump in on Twitter and have a conversation with her? I'm sure she would love to hear from you. As would I, in fact. I'm actually going to open up another channel on the Discord server for this very podcast. So if you'd like to hop on there, have a chat with me about the show, share what it is that you enjoy about the show, then I would love to hear from you. Once again, links are in the show notes where you can find that. And also my social medias if you just fancy messaging me on Instagram or Twitter or even sending me an email. 
If you've been enjoying this podcast and you'd like to give me some support, there are a few ways that you can do so. The first is just by doing what you're doing right now. That's listening. So thank you so much for doing that. You can also leave a nice review, five stars preferably, please, on your favorite podcatcher. If you do, then please tell me because I love to give people big old thank yous on these episodes when they do that. Or you can head over to your favorite social media platform and just share this episode. You can tag me on Twitter and Instagram so I can say thank you again on there. Or of course, you can just use good old fashioned word of mouth. Any way that you choose to share the episodes really does help me out and goes a long way to promoting this show. So if you do that, thank you so much. It really does mean a lot. And finally, if you want to throw a few pennies into the podcast, then I've got a couple of links available that you can use. The main ones are the coffee donation support page, which basically allows you to donate to the podcast directly to help with ongoing costs. Or you can head over to Redbubble and TeePublic, which are the official merchandise stores of this podcast, featuring the wonderful artwork designed by Alex, his details also in the show notes. And you can purchase yourself a lovely bit of merchandise and some of that goes back to me. And again, helps with the ongoing costs of the show. And that just about does it from me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you go and check out Attack on Titan. Go and check out Just Films and that. And I will see you back here next week for another episode featuring a returning guest on a truly fascinating sports-based topic. See you then.